Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. It's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. Um, today's guest, he was club chaplain uh, at the West Ham for a period of time. He's now the Archdeacon of West Ham. It's Elwin Cockett. Hi, Elwin. How are you? Hello, Russ. I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, I can see you've managed to, uh, to, to get to the ground, which is very good of you. I managed to sneak in with a few thousand other people. I think it's West Ham Spurs in the background, isn't it? Oh, I think so. Yeah, no social distancing there. Uh, anyway, how, how's things? How, how's uh, how, how's life in the in the obviously the strange times we're living at the moment? Well, it seems to me some people are really busy and some people are uh, really frustrated at not being able to do anything. I, I'm in the busy mode. I've got a lot to do at the moment, but all working from home, which is fine. Yeah, brilliant. But obviously, as well as being the, the club chaplain, you're obviously a, a West Ham fan, uh, which always helps. And that's what we're doing at the moment. We're interviewing lots of different people around the world, lots of different ages about their experiences of West Ham, their memories, and also a bit about their favourite players. Um, so, so for you and Elwin, what was your sort of earliest recollection of West Ham? Well, do you know, I, I, I lived abroad as a, a young child. I was born in India lived in Ghana for a while and arrived in the East End in 1964, 65, when of course West Ham were the team, you know, no one in, in the East End supported anyone else and um, they were doing well. So I was a West Ham fan, naturally, from the start, you know. It's not a bad time to start, was it? 1965, just before everything happened. <laughs> the I can't World say I very much, but uh, I remember Claret and Blue, I remember those were my colours. And uh, I remember, you know, teachers from school saying, oh, you're from the East End, uh, you must be a West Ham fan. So, yeah, of course I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that was obviously your, your earliest memory, not a bad time to, to jump on, so to speak. What would be your sort of fondest memory uh, of West Ham? There might, is there, it must be a number, but anything that sort of sticks in your mind? Um, well, there's so many. I mean, winning cups in you know, 75, yep. 80, uh, getting promoted. Do you know, I don't know if you were there, that um, was a playoff against Ipswich at Upton Park 
um, yeah. we needed to win and the atmosphere was just fantastic I mean yeah. the atmosphere at Upton Park was just something else wasn't it yeah it really was I mean that that's 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 a good memory I mean I remember that game very very fondly yeah very very fondly and it was one of those days where it was just you know it was almost like you could feel and it sounds really corny but you could feel the electricity in the in, oh, in this in this yeah. it was amazing yeah. so well, obviously I, sorry carry on i remember talking to the players afterwards and you know they were saying just how it lifted them just uh, you know they're almost being pushed into to winning by the crowds you know yeah. and i felt sorry for the Ipswich players really yeah, well, I suppose you know, that, that's, that's, that was the two legs. That was the idea of the two legs, wasn't it? So, but as you said, it was one of those days. I remember, you know, I just remember everything about that game. It was a, a special game. That was, it was one of those ones that people still talk about in terms of atmosphere, you know, recreating that atmosphere. Yeah. So obviously, you know, you've been... Sorry, carry on, carry on. Especially there, maybe also, of course, there was the, the last night at the Bolin, wasn't there, against Man United and that, mm-hmm. that amazing late goal. Um, and uh, I mean, it was mixed feelings, wasn't it? Because we, we were losing our, our home. Uh, and, you know, I'm very much a, a bowling ground person. Um, and, uh, yeah, there was sadness, but there was, there was you know, the, a celebration as well, wasn't yes. it? It was, it was a great, great night. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I, I've said it in some of my videos before. I was, I was very fortunate. Um, I was actually in jury service that day. And um, yeah. in, in a way, it's fortunate to be in jury service. But my, my case was adjourned to the afternoon. So I drove up there in the, in the morning. And obviously, yeah. I had my pass. So I could literally walk around and sort of sit in the seat. So I used to sit with my granddad and walk, you know, with no one there. And it was, a, it was something which it was my, that was my fondest memory, that, that sort of three hours on my own, because I know how privileged it was to have that uh, ability to do that. So, um, yeah, that was a, a special day. And hopefully, we'll have a lot more special days to go. A lot more. A lot so. more, hopefully. When, when obviously, when obviously we, we can start playing football again, which would be nice. Right. Okay, Dave. So, we want to find out about your, your Hammers 11 and your, your, yep. your players. So there's a few rules we like to abide by. Um, yep. One being is we try and keep to a 4-4-2 formation just because it's easier because I'm not very good at video editing. Um, I think the second one is it's your 11. So it's your players. It may be the ones that you adored the most. It may be the ones you hated the most, your fans' favourites. It doesn't matter. They might, might not have been the best players in those positions, but doesn't matter it's the ones that are you know close to you and the third um, rule is you have to have been alive to have seen them play so obviously luckily you was around 65 66 obviously you know you could have your pick of players really but obviously I can't have Bobby Moore in my team I can have or Jeff Hurst Um, I could have Mike Newell, for example, or, uh, or or Guillermo Franco you know uh, for example so I can have them so It'd be really interesting right. to find it because you've got a you've got a fantastic sort of fans career, so to speak, of West Ham in terms of a, the golden era. You're giving me a problem there, you see, because you know, in a way, obviously, it's more Hurst, more Hurst and Peters. Um, and that's the thing. Actually, I'm I'm sticking to people I've known, people who I've seen live in in uh, sort of middle years. So uh, love it. Anyway, you'll see. Yeah, no, right. We'll start off with with goalkeeper. And who's in the goal? Who's in the uh, the Owen eleven? Who's in goal? Okay, we've had some great goalies, uh, no question. Um, my favourite though would have to be Ludo. Yeah, Ludo McClosko. Uh, not only uh, a really really good goalie, but uh, a gentleman, a lovely guy, uh, a you know a good family man. 
um, who travelled from uh, what was then was it Czechoslovakia at the time? It probably was, wasn't it? Or Moscow, or Moscow, according to his his, uh, his song. But yeah, Czechoslovakia really was yes. He had a sponsored Skoda when he when he arrived, I think, and was the butt of many a joke. But of course, Skodas have become really good, and um, you know, Ludo proved over the years, both as a player and as a coach, as a and as a man, that he's is uh, a really good guy to have around in your club. So Ludo's got to be number one. Yeah, good old Ludo. Okie doke. So, we, who are we going to have left back then, Elwin? Well, that's got to be Frank Lampard Sr., hasn't it? Um, partly, not only, because, you know, he, he was a great player in the days when players weren't fabulously rich like they are now. Uh, I think he played as much for the enjoyment of the game and the enjoyment of being with, uh, with that, that group of players. Uh, but we will all remember his dance around the corner flag against Everton in uh, a cup final, won't we? And, uh, you know, that was an expression of the sheer joy yeah. of playing football that, that's, uh, that he knew. Uh, and again, a, a lovely guy. A yeah. guy I've got a lot of time for. Um, someone I really respect. Sure. And as I said, he played a hell of a lot of games for the club. And I think Didn't it's, it uh, yeah. yeah, hundreds of yeah. games. And it's, uh, it's something I think people don't necessarily remember. Um, but, you know, particularly the, the younger generation, I'd say. Obviously, the older generation is still very revered. But, you know, in the sort of the younger generation, how many games he played for the club, you know, it was, it was incredible. Right, so we'll put, we'll put Frank Senior. We'll put Senior, just so everyone's, you know, sorry, just in case. Um, we'll put Frank Senior left back. Who are we going to go with right back then, are we? Uh, well, Tonka, Ray Stewart. Yeah. Uh, the man could take a penalty. Uh, <laughs> uh, Scott with a, a sense of humour. Again, a, a really nice guy. Even to, today, I've, I've met him at the, uh, at the ground a few times. Um, a real... Nice character, good guy. Never, uh, you know, there are some players who are hard and mean. He, he could be hard, but he wasn't mean. He was mm. a fair, fair player. Um, but boy, could he score a penalty. Yeah, exactly. And we've, we've been saying that. It's been a theme that's come through quite a lot. No one does penalties like that anymore now. You know, no one just wallops it like him and Julian used to do. No one does that anymore now. They will place it and try and dink it and try to be too clever. Uh, okay, so we'll put Lampard on the left. We'll put Stewart on the right back. Who are we going to have uh, in your centre-back positions then, Elwin? Uh, well, I've got two, obviously. Yeah. Um, and uh, one's got to be Bonzo. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bonzo, you know, both as a player, as a manager, uh, someone I would uh, have absolute respect for. I think any player would. Mm. Um, and, you know, Bonzo, um, when I was invited to be the, the, the club chaplain yeah. um, by, by the board, um, uh, I was told to go and meet, meet Bill at, at the training ground. So I, I went along and, uh, you know, I absolutely worshipped the guy as a player. Yeah. And so I, my heart was in my, my mouth. And I went along and uh, um, he was there and he looked me up and down and said, you'll do. <laughs> And that was that. I was appointed club chaplain. And uh, he was brilliantly supportive. He, he understood what the role of a chaplain is yep. uh, in the background. He was um, uh, a, a good good manager to, to work with. Um, I was really impressed with him as a manager. But, of course, as a player, he was, again, um, you know, hard, but, but uh, no malice in, in, malice in him at all. Yeah. Um, a really, really great, uh, great player to have on your team, I'm sure. 
Yep. Okay. So put bonds. Who's going uh, to partner him? Well, uh, stretch. Alvin Martin, uh, who was the the club cap- captain when I started as chaplain, welcomed me uh, warmly. Um, a good guy, Liverpudlian, of course, isn't he? Yep. From, from yep. Liverpool. Um, uh, but a, a really good defender. Played for England, of course. Um, great guy uh, and a great dad, of course. Yeah. You know, he's, he's produced um, pretty good son, hasn't he? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sons, yeah. I mean, he's got. I know, yeah, he's, he's and he's um he's one of those players who who you know everyone's saying he'd he when you put well actually to be fair your entire back line they'd put the West Ham shirt on and you know they'd they'd fight for it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. all heart would be in West Ham, but all across the whole back line without with them yeah. and particularly Alvin and Bonzo definitely. Yeah. That is quite a um, uh, formidable back line, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a little little five foot striker, I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be happy that day. If that was my that was my part of defenders, I've got to go up against. Right, okay, good start, Owen. Let's go into into midfield. Um, let's go to left wing. Who got on the left wing? Okay, pro- well, you know, this, this is where it gets difficult. Because we've had so many good mis- midfielders. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to put Devonshire out there. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, of course it is. Um, you know, he was one of those players when he got the ball, uh, you know, you just knew something was going to happen. Um, mm. he, him, I mean, particularly those years when it was him and Brooking and uh, Cotty and McAvenny up front, um, you know, it was just so exciting, wasn't it? Uh, but Devonshire, I think, struck fear into the heart of, of uh, opposition teams, um, someone you'd always want to watch. Yeah. Exactly, and and as and as it's it's been probably noted every, literally every time devs come up, you know, what can you get for five thousand pounds nowadays? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Building washing machines or something like that. Exactly, as I think that's one of them said. Uh, you can't even get a second-hand Fiesta for that now, and so you get someone in devs quality, possibly the 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 best transfer deal I think ever in history. Yeah. To be honest, Absolutely. in terms of what he brings. Yeah. Right, so we put dev on the left. Who should we have on the right then? Ah, uh, well, um, you know, I've got a, got a sort of diamond formation going yeah, on here. But, uh, it's got to be room somewhere for uh, Joe Cole, hasn't there? Yeah. Um, whether we put him in the middle or on the right, I don't know. But Joe, right. again, uh, you know, a bit like Dev, a player who, when he got the ball, um, you knew that he could do things with it. Mm. A, a great player to watch in training as well as uh, on the pitch. Um, some would say he didn't really fulfil his potential as a player. I think he could have been... One of the world's top players, but um, you know, a, a great player to watch, an incredibly skillful guy, and a, a, a very nice young man as well. Mm, yeah, and I think it's one of those things where a lot of people have, have commented that maybe he had so much um, pressure on him at such a you know twelve thirteen really. Um, it's 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 tricky. You know, if he wasn't English. It may have been different. Do you know what I mean? It's like England tends to hey, like pile all the pressure onto one player who's who's the who's yeah. the golden child. And unfortunately, I think you know. But as you said, you know, I think you know the fact is he's a West Ham boy. He came back twice. He played two spells for us. Uh, he was captain. Yeah. Obviously, the season went down, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I think he's. he's I mean, that's obviously my era. Um, so yeah, he was he was the one who was exciting. He'd get you off your seat. And I think West West Ham play best when they have. Someone who does that, um, yeah. and so yeah. yeah, okay, that's a yeah. pretty skillful two already. We have um, who are we going to have? Who else is going to have midfield? Then, Elwin? 
Well, you know, I think uh, with those two skillful players, you need someone who's going to be a hard-working terrier in the middle, winning the ball, uh, and who better than John Monker? Oh, do you know, oh, Ellen, you're a man of my own heart. Right. Monks. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, particularly uh, so many times towards the end of his career when he wasn't in the first 11, uh, you know, the, we'd, we'd be starting to lose control and Harry would put Monks on and he'd, he'd put himself about a bit uh, and he'd get the ball and, you know, we'd, we'd be okay. So jo- Johnny Monks, definitely. Johnny Monks, brilliant. And who's going who's gonna to partner Johnny then in that, in that central midfield then? Well, you know, this is where it gets difficult because um, I've got three players that I want to use more up front, but uh, let, let's put him back into midfield a bit. Uh, Paolo Di Canio. Okay, that, I like it, yeah. Um, uh, another uh, player of heart and skill. Um, not always doing the predictable thing. Uh, remember sitting on the ball because he wasn't allowed to take a penalty or was it something like that? Oh, no, Bradford, yeah, Bradford City, yeah. But, uh, or he was getting fouled and he didn't like the ref. But um, a, a man of absolute passion um, would occasionally ask for a blessing, uh, you know, before a game. Really? But, uh, uh, I mean, and um, uh, a great person, great character having your, your dressing room, I think. You know. Yeah, definitely. And as you yeah. said, the unpredictability, um, that's what endeared him to West Ham fans, I think. The fact is, anything could happen. And it did. Um, I was re um, Go on, Carrot. The, the, the great goal, the greatest goal ever scored. Mm. Um, I, I happened, I think it was in the director's box at the time, and I was in line with him. And I remember the ball coming over from Trevor Sinclair and seeing it get to Paolo and thinking, what, he's going to hit it like that? <laughs> Bang, into the net. So, couldn't believe it. Just fantastic. Yeah. Amazing player. I was watching his, um, they, someone was putting one of his, his, his montages on, on YouTube, his goal montages, and the goal he scored against Arsenal. And I completely, I, I totally didn't realise that he had his shorts on backwards. Um, and so if you go back and watch again, he had his shorts on backwards because he thought it was bad. He was always, he always played really badly against Arsenal or something like that was the story. And he does have his shorts on backwards. I thought it was a joke, but it was true. He's just absolutely crazy. And him and, him and Monks in the middle, that is... It'll be entertaining. And at least you know who'll get the yellow card first with Monks. So, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. okay, so there's your middle. Who are we going to have up front then, Owen? Okay, a great pairing. Uh, we're going to have uh, Trevor Brooking. Couldn't leave him out. Okay, stick him up front. Yep, nice. Uh, the tall guy. I know he didn't head the ball very often, but he, he headed the ball on one particular important occasion, didn't he? <laughs> did the job then, yeah. Did the job then. It, it was said he was trying to get out of the way, but I don't believe it at all. I'm sure it was absolutely intended. Um, but yeah, Trevor Brooking up front, a gentleman, um, you know, came back, didn't he, to, to manage yep. uh, for, for a little while. A uh, really important person in the world of football. Um, uh, uh, and you know, a key man in the history of our club, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a good shout. And who's yeah. going to partner him then up front then, Owen? Well, it's got to be Tony Cotty. You're going to Tony Cotty. I remember thinking when I first saw him, his, his, his thigh muscles were as wide as though the legs were long. You know, he was <laughs> a bundle of muscle. Um, and, you know, he could probably sort of get under people and up, turn, uh, turn them over and just get in there and score goals. And I know we can't have a... Uh, Frankie uh, Frank McAvenny uh, in our 12 um, 
but uh, you know, Cotting with on or without McAvenny was was just a great goal scorer, wasn't he? Yeah. Again, I think I was there for his first goal. Was it against Spurs? Probably New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. Um, he came on and scored the winner. Um, and you can't do better than that, really, can you? No, no. You sort of set yourself up there as a West Ham legend, haven't you? But yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, as you said, I think with Brooklyn and and Cotty, you won't have much, uh, won't have much, uh, you know, presence up front. But you have a lot of skill and pace, and I think that's in taking the modern game. That's uh, that's what's needed. So, you know, just yeah. we've got so we've got Ludo in goal, a back four of um, Lampard Senior, um, Bonzi, Alvin, and Tonka, and then in the midfield we've got Dev. On the left, we play a diamond, but Dev on the left, Cole on the right, and then Monks and PDC. And up front, Brookin and Cotty. Well, I tell you what, for at least home games, that's going to be a great team. <laughs> well, so, I only went to home games mostly, so... Uh, yeah. yeah, and home games obviously because Paolo's in, so you'd, ha- you'd have to put McAvenny in there and, and drop Trevor into the middle anyway for away games. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we're quite a good as well, but we're not doing benches, are we? No, we don't do benches, but I'll put... But Mac would be on the bench anyway, just because, you know, you need yeah. a 12-man, as I said, for yeah. away games when Paolo's, when Paolo's having a, an off day. Um, it's, it's been absolutely lovely talking to you, Owen. I really appreciate your time, and obviously you're busy with everything else, and everyone's obviously... All your, uh, all your, everyone in, your, in the office and wanting to talk to you and stuff. I appreciate you, you spending the time and, and chatting to us all. Um, and, and obviously, thank you to everyone else watching. I hope you really enjoyed it. It's, it's nice to have a different perspective. You know, obviously, we haven't had a, 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 you know, a, cl- a former club chaplain on the, on the channel yet. So it was lovely to hear. And, and I can imagine Paolo asking for a blessing. I can just see that before he goes on the pitch. But anyway, thank you very, very much for, for, for listening and watching. Please obviously like, share, subscribe, you know that, and watch all the others. We've got hundreds more guests coming on the channel. And uh, stay safe, everyone. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. My favourite story, though, which was... Um... It was around the time when Budgie Byrne died, I was asked to do a memorial service and um, two things happened. I did a memorial service in Barking. All the players came, all the old players from the 60s, and they went to an Italian restaurant in Barking Road that they always used to go to. Um, and uh, I could see there were more people there than seats, so I sort of hung back a bit. Um, and uh, in the end, there was only one seat free, which is next to Jeff Hurst. And Jeff turned around, looked at me and said, Rev, come and sit next to me. So I sat next to, to Jeff uh, and, you know, got to know him a bit. And on another occasion with Jeff, I took my little daughter with me and um, uh, I saw Jeff and uh, Jeff came up and said, uh, said to my daughter, hello, I'm George Best. And she looked at me and said, no, he's not, he's Jeff Hurst. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.